welcome to this episode of the Homeschool High School Podcast from SevenSistersHomeschool.com, brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. I'm one of your hosts, Sabrina, and I'm here with... Vicki and Kim. And we are excited to talk about all things homeschool high school. So we've, we've all been feeling a little scattered this morning. We hope that we're going to get ourselves into the groove because what we want to talk about this morning is choosing college majors and share some tips and try to advise you away from some trouble spots that we've encountered. So, yeah, so we're going to try to get on point, yes? Yeah, sure. So we've all... Good luck with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you know, it's, it's, it's cloudy and rainy and miserable and March. Yeah, it's the first of March when we're recording this. And I, I told the girls when they got here, I'm, I'm still trying to get ready for Christmas. So I don't know how it can be March first. It's just not fair. <laughs> and, you know, Whew. Sabrina does this scheduling backwards thing. So she's actually nine months ahead of the game. <laughs> <laughs> Don't I wish. <laughs> so we, we oh. despite the, the coffee that we are all enjoying at the moment, uh, we still <laughs> are victims of scatterall. Is that what you call it? Yes, our dear friend Karen, who shares perhaps an affliction that perhaps Vicky and I might share, suggests that maybe someday people who are not easily distracted should take some scatterall so they can see what it's like to be us every day. A little little metacognitive perspective taking. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, and actually that is a natural segue because I think this is how a lot of our teens feel when it's time to start talking about choosing a college major. Don't they feel perhaps a bit all over the place? Oh, big time. And terrified. You know, it's really good for my business as... <laughs> So I have so many juniors, especially mm. high school juniors, huh? and that it, that is just the year of panic. And then, as a counselor, which is my other hat, I get the high school seniors because they've gone beyond panic into anxiety disorders. Mm. <laughs> so, mm. so we would like to do what we can to keep our kids from ending up truly in the land of anxiety disorder yes. over <laughs> choosing college majors. So Absolutely. Let's there's there's a lot that can actually be done to facilitate the process at least, mm-hmm. right? right? We can't take all the fear out cuz fear is just a part of big decision making in life and facing that fear and praying through that fear and standing up to it and making wise decisions anyway is a super good life skill. Indeed. That mm-hmm. they will use for more than just college majors. So well, and a little fear about something really big is healthy. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it kind of kind of helps moderate the impulsivity for some of the more of us yeah. scattered types. Absolutely. Well, and let's let's talk about being older for a moment because we are all older than high school juniors or seniors. We can agree wait, on that. Wait, I I don't know who she's referring to. <laughs> okay, I didn't say you were mature. I just okay. said you okay. were older than a high school junior or senior. <clears throat> wait, so, do I resemble that remark? <laughs> Back in the day, there were people who just kind of went to college to find themselves. They weren't concerned at all about thinking through their college major ahead of time. And they kind of did the whole, oh, you know, it's a journey of self-discovery when I'm in college and I'll get there. So why does this actually not work too well for the generation that we are currently yeah. yeah, it really is. There were, was changed. a block of time like the 80s, early 90s, where it was the college experience. You know, your kids need that college experience. But then the, the recession hit in 2008, 
and also the skyrocketing interest rates on student loans mm. kind of helped everyone recalibrate mm. and say, you know, do we want to invest tens of thousands of dollars in the college experience right. all by itself? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it became a more purposeful kind of four years or sure. five years these days. Oh, yeah. And depending yeah. on where your family is and... You know, if you're independently wealthy and you're not in a hurry, you you can make it a college experience. Yeah, right. yeah and I don't yeah. want to downplay the importance yeah. of the college experience at all because it is incredibly worthwhile. And mm. that is where so much of the growing for students who are in college happens, not just in the academic classroom in courses that are attached to their major, but it happens in life. So yeah. it is really valuable. It's mm. just that you probably, if, if you're having to watch your dollars at all, you probably do need to make a semi-wise choice for a major that's going to fit you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, so let's dive into it. Okay, so first piece of advice from what we have seen over the years with our own children and with teens in our local community is to get busy. What does that even mean? Get busy? <laughs> right, so sometimes, you know, we've all talked to the homeschool high schoolers or even our kids, and they'll say, I just don't know what to do for a major, <clears throat> and they're feeling stuck and panicked. But really, if they're just stuck and panicked, it's going to continue to be stuck and panicked. Uh If they get momentum going and just spend time, even spending time with friends, you have conversations, you talk about things. If they're busy in organizations, you know, church youth groups or service organizations, they are having life experiences, they're networking, they're getting ideas from just outside of their own head. Because their own heads just don't have enough life experience. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. That, you know, maybe that's a super important thing to just say, because it, it, it might be intuitive to some of you and, and to some of you not. Your kid is not necessarily just going to know themselves as a yeah. teenager. In fact, mm-hmm. if they do, they are very, very unusual. Yeah. Some kids are born knowing they want to be a doctor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And most kids are not. Yeah, I have a kid who just knew he wanted to be a dentist from about second grade on. Mm-hmm. And he's a dentist now. But that's really not... Typical. Mm-mm. Did so, it come from watching Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer? I'm so glad you said that. I'm sitting here thinking, I want to ask. I want to ask. No, be good. Can be good. Be a dentist. <laughs> or, or seeing Little Shop of Horrors, perhaps. Oh, no. No, not that kind of no, dentist. No, he's dentist. a good dentist. Yes. He's a good dentist. Yes. Yes. He does not enjoy hurting yes. his patients. No. Okay, so get, getting busy and getting themselves, getting them out of their own heads. Yes. And getting influences that, in some cases, are going to help them go, ooh, that looks interesting. And mm-hmm. I've never thought of... And in other cases, it's going to make them go, well, that would be one thing to check off my list because I know I don't want a life that looks like that. Indeed. Which, yeah. that's really valuable, too. Yeah. All right. So get them busy because it's not just going to reveal itself to them automatically. Try new things. A right. lot of times, by the end of high school, we are encouraging them to stay the course, to, to complete another year in the same foreign language, to... Um, compete another year in the same sport. What are, those kinds of continuity things are very important, but they also need to try new things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it needs to be a balance. You know, kids need <clears throat> to show, especially for the strength <clears throat> of their transcript, things that they've been involved in over time. So to, to pick a course of study or an organization or an activity that they're really involved in through the years, that's that's good for the transcript and good mm-hmm. for their personal growth. But also doing new things is how you discover. 
And sometimes you just don't know what God's calling you to because you've never seen it before. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So field trips and, mm. and service projects and interviews, you know, any kind of new thing, it counts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for reluctant kids, pair it up with something that, that you know is fun. You know, pair it up with doing something with a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, for my kids, pair anything up with lunch and they'd be really happy. <laughs> you know, if there's pizza in it for you, you know. Yeah. Um, and when I used to work on college campuses, we would get students out to things because we'd have, have cheese doodles, you know. Ooh, okay. I think it's, you know, the ante has upped a little. I don't know if the cheese, cheese doodles are a draw anymore. anymore. But <laughs> that, was, that was the big joke, those cheese doodles. <laughs> and even just, you know, with... Aside from trying to go and make it super purposeful and have appointments and do tours, just spend time in places that will give you exposure to schools or to cultures that's, that you might end up in as a major, you know, like, or even just in your day-to-day life, look around and, you know, do that thing that our kids love and hate for us to do is make everything educational, you Indeed. know, when you're going yeah. somewhere, look around, oh, wow, look at that, I want that be an interesting job. I wonder what the pros and cons of that job are. I wonder how you get to be that person. Yeah, any new thing either is idea formation or door closing. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, any new thing is valuable. Yeah, and that door closing thing, I try to really emphasize, I'm teaching career exploration written by our lovely and talented Vicki right now. Yes, check out Career Exploration, the workbook and the bundle in the SevenSistersHomeschool.com bookstore because I've never seen anything quite like it anywhere else in terms of curriculum, and it is practical and life-changing. Sorry, shameless plug, but I I love it. And honestly, you could do it with an individual student, but it is so fun to do with a co-op. And it doesn't have to be a co-op that you've had forever. It could even be a distance co-op where you all get together and chat on Facebook or whatever. Um, But it's so valuable for teens to be able to talk to other teens about it and Mm. talk to a teen who knows exactly what major they want to have as well as one who has no clue what major they want to have. But I'm constantly reminding them that it's as valuable to know that that is a no and a closed door almost as it is to know that, oh, there's an interest there, you know, Mm -hmm. because if you cross out all these things that are not interesting to you, you know not to go into a STEM field if that doesn't, and if that doesn't float your boat. So you still may wander around in a different area, but you're not going to like think like, oh, I want to be a doctor because, you know, it would be good to be a doctor to help people and to have a financial security for my family and whatever, when that's just not you. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not what God called yeah. you to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So conversations with, with working adults, not only on the field that they're in, but also on how did you end up in your field mm. can be really valuable because people take a lot of different funky, twisty, turny paths to end up where they are. Um, it, it's funny. I, I am married to someone who has been a lab technician in industrial chemistry for a significant period of years <laughs> that shall remain unquantified at this time. And when you ask him, so how did you end up doing this? He goes, I just kind of fell into it, I guess. Mm. And and there's a sense in which he's almost annoyed by the fact that he, he's not entirely sure, but it's been a really good fit for him. So sometimes God in his mercy just plunks you into a field that is a great fit. But that's really not the strategy that most people people 
use, and it's it's not the way it works out for most people. A lot of people end up, if they just fall into something, then they make a career change somewhere down the road because they fell into something that's not a good fit for them. Right. And um, making a career change in your 30s or your 40s is a whole lot more traumatic than what most people want at that season of life. So exploring intentionally and then finding out for people, so what? Did, how did you end up as a counselor? How did you end up in higher education? How did you, you know, these, uh, yeah, how'd you decide? Mm-hmm. You know, one of the, the things that, it probably drove my kids bonkers, but they're very polite to their mom, and so mm-hmm. they didn't say. But anytime I had one of my kids with me or more, and we were with somebody that we hadn't had this conversation with, you know, like we have relatives over for dinner, or we're at some kind of gathering at church, or so, I would, I would say... <laughs> To them. So, by the way, Fiji <laughs> <BT> Dubs, <laughs> how how did you choose your profession, and what do you like about it, and what do you not? And my kids are politely going, she oh, she's doing, doing it again. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then we'd go home and log a career exploration <laughs> hour out of it. <laughs> but we we learned a lot about how people make choices. Mm-hmm. You know, so like your husband just fell into a career. Yeah. But a lot of people make choices or they make a step in a direction and God tweaks it one way or the uh-huh. other. And yeah. so they learn so much by hearing people's stories. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And a lot of times what you're going to hear in somebody's story is that they took some steps in either education or experience service whatever to dabble in something and a connection with another person took that a whole big leap forward. And I think it helps our kids learn the importance of networking, not in the the icky, yucky... Good ooh, networking set, events. Yes. Yeah, you know, in the suck-up right, version. Right, not in yeah. that version, but in the how, how powerful the relationships mm. that we form are and how important it is to keep reaching out and connecting with people. I'm sitting here raising my hand because I went to college. I, I'm one of those people I had a lot of interests. Some of us like are trying to find one, and but I had a lot. And so I went to college thinking I was, I was starting out as a political science major and I was going to be a lawyer and then I was going to be a U.S. Senator, by the way. Vote for me. Um, okay. <laughs> <clears throat> until I realized what that lifestyle and that culture would be like and I thought, mm, I can't do that. Um, and then so then I became a teacher. Um, but while I was in college, I got involved in all these extracurricular activities because that's like, I think, in my DNA when God made me. And I found myself doing fine in my classes, but actually spending an awful lot of time in our student activities office. And just like Sabrina just mentioned, I spent a lot of time with our assistant director of student activities. Now, that was in 1980-something. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just got together with her a few weeks ago, and we are still good buds. How about that? And she became a tremendous mentor, and I ended up in a field that I didn't even know existed. And mm. one day she said, you do know that, that there's, like, actually a career. Like, I didn't just, like... <gasps> this is, like, a thing. This yeah. is a thing, <laughs> yeah. And you can you, you go to get a master's degree in this. You can... And I went, wow, really? So there's there's a tremendous value to that. Absolutely. So how about the peer thing? How about talking to people who are just a year or two older than you are, who just recently chose their college major, who are completing their first or their second year in that chosen major? Talk to college students, perchance. Yeah, and that's so valuable because you have it fresh. 
Mm. You know, they, you've, the kids have either watched those kids go through that choice process or they maybe a recent friendship, but they learn their journey. And so, you know, learning from others is a good idea. Mm-hmm. And they have instant credibility and validity because their information is so yeah and yeah sometimes they'll say hey don't do what i did Uh and sometimes they'll say and rightly so i think kim was kind of alluding to this yeah i know your mom said this but i'm telling you when i got here this is what happened Mm -hmm. so we get outdated really quickly because this is a this is a changing Mm -hmm. field it is not static yeah Mm -hmm. so yeah that that freshness you bet very valuable Mm-hmm. Um, college websites. Why is that so valuable to tool around on college websites? The the cute thing is, you know, kids get these ideas like, hey, I want to be a vet. And then they go to the college website and, and get the course of study because, you, you know, you look under academics and you can see what courses are offered and they go like, you know, three courses in organic chemistry. And uh, so, you know, I do not want to spend the rest of my life studying these things. And so it helps them tweak majors. It also helps them to tweak exactly what a major is, maybe in an interest area. Mm -hmm. Because one college Mm -hmm. may offer one version of like, like music performance or music education and another college, their version is different. You know, so you may have a little different wording because there's not a standardized. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That, and that was surprising to me. It seems to me like, you know, like the little, um, debit card machines at the store, it should be standardized. Do you, do you swipe? Do you insert? When do you put your pin in? I yeah. don't understand. But yeah. so it should be standardized. To me, yeah. if you're getting a degree in such and such, which is going to be recognized by that industry when you apply mm-hmm. for jobs, then obviously the degree program should somehow be the same. And they're not mm-hmm. at all. Just recently, one of my kids who took some time after high school and is now looking at going to college a year or two older, um, we were tooling around on some websites and we were looking at a bunch of psychology programs and a bunch of sociology programs at different schools, only to find out that actually what he's interested in is a behavioral sciences degree, mm. which I'd never particularly heard that phrase at all. Mm-hmm. Because there are people like my kid who, well, yes, they're interested in this, which would be a part of psychology, but they're also interested in this, which would be a part of sociology. And so somebody somewhere went, well, we'll put the two together, we'll give it a new title, and that's for the people who want the this and the this, but not the this and the this. And it's a, it's a whole new vocabulary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the only way you really know <coughs> what the majors are actually out there is just to spend a day or several days visiting different college websites and reading mm-hmm. their course of study and the titles of the majors. Mm-hmm. And then seeing what are the kinds of job titles that then are the result of having a degree in this field, which takes us to another important website, which is OneNet, O-Net, it's capital O-N-E-T dot com, and it's a Department of Labor website. Right, Mm. and it is an excellent website for research. Kids can also go on there and take a, a career interest test for free called My Next Move, and so it has on that website, um, occupational outlook, you know, like what is the likelihood of getting hired for a job? Um, and can't you look at different areas of the country too to see where where 
what's there's a lot of work in this field and where you're going to really be yeah like are you going to have to move to alaska to mm -hmm. be employable mm -hmm. in in this field um it tells you whether it's a green profession mm. yeah so uh, you know mm -hmm. how environmentally friendly is it and uh just some idea of starting salaries yeah mm -hmm. especially in different parts of the country too it's, and job descriptions what kind of you know like physical activity and you know things like that will be involved it's a very clunky website because it's your tax dollars at work <laughs> but it is well worth spending some time just tooling around seeing what you can find mm -hmm. good stuff all right so research with real people research in the virtual realm there on the internet and then maybe capture what you have been discovering in writing. Why is this helpful? Because of the power of written word. When we write things down, it changes our neural structure and helps us solidify our ideas. And one, one of the things that I have noticed in my counselor hat is when I do trauma work with my clients, they write the story out and there's great mm. healing in that. Mm. And so applying that to our kids, you know, we've done this with our kids forever, but it's really helped them is a lot of times they will do one of their research papers on a college major mm. and, uh, you know, to explore that in written ideas, but even mm. just take a, a page and just write down what they've learned in their research helps change their brain structure, helps them raise questions, mm -hmm. or helps solidify things. Excellent. All right, so to recap, get them busy. Don't let them stay stuck in their own head. That's, that's a trouble area to avoid because some teens are impulsive and bouncing all over the place and they're inside a pinball machine and they're going here and there because their friends are doing this and their friends are saying that. And, and then we've got a lot of our kids have these moments where they go very far inside themselves and they're desperately trying to figure out the meaning of their lives and of all of the universe and of course all of that hinges on them making the right choice for college major so the, the one the one right choice yes. <laughs> the one right because we know there's only one, one right, right college major <laughs> and of course being us it really means there's no there one not. right college mm -hmm. major for each yeah. student and, and even as they explore and they settle <laughs> on a major if they allow their hearts to be open to god he will often tweak that as they go and there's nothing wrong with that yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah, Vicki, um, in, a, in a post that she did on this at sevensistershomeschool.com, said that life is an adventure and a college major search is a journey. And these are ideas that a lot of our kids are not going to think of mm -hmm. on their own. That there, there's a lot that's not predictable, and it's mm -hmm. not this step automatically will follow this step. And we need to encourage them not to get stuck in that paralysis place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thinking they're going to a destination. They're mm -hmm. not. They're going on a journey. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it can be an intentional journey and it should definitely include other people because God mm -hmm. designed us to be in relationships and there is such blessing and wisdom that comes from asking questions, from trying new things, from serving others, from serving alongside others. Indeed. Mm -hmm. And from just flat out asking at the church potluck supper. So how did you choose your career and what do you like about it? And it's why a, don't you? It's a great conversation starter. <laughs> you get brownie points for making your teen's eyes roll more than once, right? <laughs> oh my. And then mm -hmm. when you've had um, some real life interactions, 
tool around on the internet, visit college websites, visit onet.com, and then try to capture what you have been discovering in writing, because articulating it on a piece of paper may prove to be very, very powerful. Indeed. So these are our tips, mm-hmm. and we hope that that's going to be an encouragement to you and to help any teens that you have in your home stay unstuck and stay moving forward on the journey and the adventure and all that good stuff. You know, if people have questions they'd like to ask, they can always visit us at our Facebook page. Yes, mm-hmm. we have the Seven Sisters Homeschool Facebook page, and we also have a Homeschool High School podcast Facebook page. Indeed. We'd love to see everybody there. Absolutely. Yeah. So we hope that this episode has been encouraging to you, and we look forward to chatting with you again about all things Homeschool High School on the Homeschool High School podcast from 7sistershomeschool.com, brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. See you next time. Bye. Welcome to the Homeschool High School Podcast. We gotta get a clean start. Can we just (laughs) get this place?